Welcome to The Mary Morgan Show, where I take you behind the scenes to all things brand, advertising, marketing, and sales, and how I've done business a little bit different without a sales team, without a website, without a big social media following, without ads, and without all the things that you're quote unquote supposed to have. I built my business from $100 to my name in 2018 to 80K, 100K, $130,000 cash collected months over and over again. And we're revolutionizing the industry. So if you want to join us, follow along and I'll see you on the flip side. I am so excited today because I've got a special guest on. And this specific guest, you know, our connection was was quite interesting. Before she came on, we were in a mastermind together. We connected, we met in person, and um, it was a, a global network and just happened to have two of the amazing ladies that we got to meet up. And she just lights up a room. So I'm excited to chat. We had a dinner, you know, I don't know, maybe it was two weeks ago now or a week ago. And at dinner, I remember having some conversations and I'm like, Danielle, this is like a multi-million dollar conversation. We need to do this on the podcast. And she's like, yes, let's do it. So without further ado, let me introduce you uh, to Danielle. And then Danielle, if you want to just tell the guests a little bit more about you and what you do, that'd be amazing. Sure. Thank you, Mary, for having me, first of all. Uh, Hello, everyone. So I'm a coach. I work specifically in mindset and the power of the subconscious mind. And I help people reprogram their mind and how they see themselves. So I do a lot of work in identity. I'm one of Bob Proctor's protégés. So if you know him from the movie, The Secret, um, he passed on his knowledge to a few of us. And I worked very closely with him uh, for quite a while, for over six years. So I'm here to really just have this conversation with you. And um, I'm just really grateful. Mary, you're such like, you're such a gift. And I'm just so grateful to be with you today. Yes, yes. Well, I just loved our conversation. And I was like, let's go deeper into this. So this conversation is going to be super casual. There's no, I didn't plan anything. Danielle didn't plan anything. And we're just gonna totally wing it. So I'm um, <laughs> You know, one of the most important things that we were talking about was when we step into this next level, this next version of ourselves, there's this completely different identity that we start to hold. Can you just introduce, um, like from a strategic side, obviously I'll teach a lot on this and it's like, okay, well, your strategy is going to change. Your team's going to change like that. But what's actually going on from like an identity standpoint? Yeah, well, This comes from really the idea that who you are now, right now, and this your surroundings, so your team and everything that you have and how you're doing and what you're doing. And from my perspective with mindset, like how you think about yourself is getting you your current results. So we can all agree that if we keep doing the same thing in the same way, you're going to continue to get the same results. And like definition of insanity doing that over and over right and so when we look at and you create a goal or a vision for yourself it's understanding that like right now is getting the right now reality and then up here if this is your goal and often we put it on a pedestal so it's like we look up to the goal and we say okay well the purpose of a goal is to is growth it's not actually the getting the getting is a byproduct of the growth that we experience. And so who do I need to become in order to achieve that goal? And there's three levels to the becoming. There's like, there's our thoughts, our emotional intelligence, our thinking, like our thoughts, our feelings, and then our actions. And I believe our actions and everything 
that you help people with Mary is like all the physical stuff, right? Like where are you surrounding yourself with? So like our, this conversation is gold for those listening. Like we are such a tag team, I believe in this because what, what I help a person do is understand, okay, what are the thoughts and feelings and how do you perceive yourself on the inside so that your outside world starts to change? And then you come in and you show them exactly how to shift that around. So it's brilliant. Mm, I love that. And one of the things that we talked about over dinner was like the, you know, having more people who are self-led in their businesses who are coming into your space. Like one of the biggest things I hear, and I'll help people from like a messaging, just like you said, the actions, like the tactics, but there's a lot that goes into this from, you know, I want team that's self-led. I want clients that are self-led. I want people coming towards me in this like magnetism. And again, coming to this next level growth, what does that look like? Like, what are some steps or thoughts that people should start thinking about? Well, absolutely. So this is really good. Like you could think about who do I need to be like be in my beingness to attract a team that's self-led. Well, the obvious answer is like, you've got to be self-led yourself. Yeah. You're always going to attract who you are, not what you desire. And also you could use this like for a partner, you know, like a romantic partner as well. Like, um, because you're going to attract on the level that you're being. So the question, I love questions for myself. I love to journal and the quality of your question, I think determines the quality of your life. So the question here is like, who do I need to be? And really like, think of your ideal client, your, or your ideal team member. Well, who would they want to work with? And then how do you step into that version of you? Because if you have the desire to work with them, serve them, then it's actually because there's a piece of you that is not yet perhaps developed or on the surface that gets to come to the table as you develop and grow. And, and so it's not like you, like I always hear, well, you're telling people like to fake it till you make it. Well, it's not true. It's like the desires within And you're desiring to work with this next level person because that next level version of you is inside. And we're just going to really bring it to the surface. Does that resonate? Mm -hmm. It does. It does. And I think so two things can happen, obviously, I guess, when someone asks this is either like, okay, well, I've got the person I resonate with that, like easy peasy. And then, you know, on the flip side, and we talked about this at dinner is like, oh, shoot, I can see a disconnect. Like, I can see how I desire to work with these people or have these kinds of team members, but worthiness, guilt, shame, those things come up. So can you talk to like both sides of these? Yeah. Okay. So let's go to the, the person feeling unworthy. And if we look at that, like usually what happens in a person's mind that leads to the feeling of not being worthy is like doubt and, and fear, like fear, doubt, worry. Would you agree? A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so the fear, doubt, and worry comes into a person's mind when they declare to themselves, like, this is who I want to work with. This is my next, like, this is my vision for my life, my business. And the fear, doubt, and worry comes into the mind as a way that the subconscious mind is protecting you. So this is really interesting. And I I didn't understand this before. I think that fear, doubt, worry, all of it is actually a good sign. It's a good sign because it shows that the way, the identity you have that you're holding on to of, of yourself right now, your current identity, which is responsible for your current results is not a match to the where you're going. So 
Ah, that's so interesting. So, so you're holding on this identity. So here I am, Danielle, and I say I want to work with this like A class people. And the identity I'm holding on is not a match for these people. So fear, doubt, and worry flood into my mind to keep me safe. My subconscious mind, one of the prime directives is to keep you safe. So it floods the mind with this fear, doubt, and worry so that you let go of that vision, that goal. Oh my gosh, this is so huge. Isn't it? So what most people do, because we're also taught that worry is bad, but what if you just say, okay, oh my gosh, actually it's a good thing. Like it shows that there's growth here, that I'm on the right track. And here's another thing, fear, don't worry, actually lead to anxiety. And I'm going to give you a picture, Mary, and we're taught that anxiety is bad. And so what we do is we let go of the vision. So then we, so now we let go of this vision and go, oh, I know I said I wanted to work with this A caliber person, but you know what, really, it will be okay. And I'm going to go to B and B is just a baby stretch from where I've been currently working. So there's not a whole lot of growth attached to that. And now my nervous system can handle it. And so my current identity is pretty much there. So I settle. And this is how we settle over and over and over. And instead of settling, what I'd like to encourage people to do is hold on to that vision, that goal, that person that you want to work with, that A caliber person, because the desires within you, it's for you. And instead of um, letting go of that, hold on to it and instead reprogram your subconscious mind to become a match for that goal, reprogram your identity so that you become a match. So what happens if you can picture this now? So you have this identity and it's sitting in your subconscious mind as part of your current paradigm and it's there and you bring this goal in and let's say your goal is like a, uh, a Y vibration, like it's a beautiful Y positive vibration. Your current identity is just X and they're different. And we know like attracts like, right? So you've got your X vibrating in your subconscious mind, this idea, because an idea has a vibration and you bring in your Y goal and now they're fighting and you can literally like fear, doubt, worry, like they're not a match and they're fighting, they're oscillating and it creates anxiety in the body and you can feel it like literally feel like it's an X, Y vibration. And we say it's a bad thing, but what if? It actually is showing you that you're on the right track and all you need to do is grow. Yes. Oh, I love this. And it's cool seeing you explain it like that, like fear, danger, all these things can be a good thing because they're showing you, okay, you're not a match. So either it's time to level up or it's time to play small. So I wrote down a couple of things that I've heard, you know, over the past couple of weeks or, or questions and things like that from this space. And it's like, you know, one is, okay, I'll just take on this client. I'll just take on this client. They're not super aligned, but revenue is low right now. Let me just take them on and they settle. Or, you know, there's a certain investment someone wants to get in. But, and and even for me, I feel like when you make investments in the beginning, it's so easy because there's nothing to lose. It's like, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. And then you start having team and thing and, you know, stuff that you're responsible for. And that can even become more difficult than it was in the beginning. So, okay, let's say, so fear and doubt and and these feelings are coming up. How can we use that to then shape our reality? Yeah, really good. So I love using fear. Like I said, I see fear as a good sign. It's just showing me that right now my perception of me is not a match. Great. Awesome. So how do I change the perception of me? And that's the, that's the work 
for me. So I also love to use fear to like, I thank my subconscious mind for doing its job, you know, like, thank you for keeping me safe. And, and I'm ready. I'm going for it. This is for me. And I love to transmute the fear, but first I like, I poke holes in it. Like it's, you know, the acronym we've all heard false evidence appearing real. And I'm like, is this really true? And like, no. And what is like, this is just, and I work through it. Like, this is an idea that came from like, you know, whatever, and we can work through. And I ask myself some questions and I let go. And then I ask myself, like, what's the best case scenario? So the worst case scenario, the doubt and the worry is, is showing me the fear is showing me. And I, and I ask if I'm okay with that. And then what's the best case. And I've got these ideas and everything in between. And I choose to focus on the best case scenario. And I have that level up, like have me level up to match that. When um, it is a choice, like it's a constant choice. And you know this, like we've got to constantly be disciplining our mind to choose the response that we want, to choose the reality that we desire. And it is a choice over and over and over again. And that's, I, th- I think that's the definition of discipline that like most people think it's disciplining actions. I think it's discipline yeah. first. Yeah. And definitely easier said than done. <laughs> totally. It's, well, it's constant, right? It's like, you've got to be willing to, um, it's kind of like meditation. You know, I think people think meditation is sitting still quiet, but meditation is actually getting distracted, bring yourself back, getting distracted, bring yourself back. It's a process of that. Yes. Yes. Mindset work. So with that being said, what do you feel like are some of the biggest things that hold people back? I think uh, not understanding um, why, like the the little voice in their head, they think it's them like identifying with it. Um, Instead, again, if you really understand the power of the subconscious mind and its job, its prime directives, then the little, like the doubts and the fears that are coming up for you and like, it's just that and you have a choice to listen or to create a new program and the reason why those voices are there is that you were programmed to think that way and just like a computer or cell phone has a program you know you can install an update and it's your job to do that so I think really what holds people back is a lack of understanding or awareness of how the mind works and we identify with that voice but it's not actually true it's a programmed identity that you've received and you can create a new one I've got a sign behind me it says I wrote her I became her Uh, this is a quote I was quoted on uh, saying this on stage because I didn't realize it was so easy like it's so simple you literally get to really I I said I created her like I wrote my next level self but the truth is I think you remember who you are and you write it on paper, it's a conscious exercise, like creating a character, and then you become that character. And it's, we don't have to overcomplicate it. And every goal, every part of your vision, like stepping stones, uh, requires a different level of you. And the growth never ends. So there's not, like, we don't get to the top of Everest and stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's a constant evolution. And I think that's really exciting. But yeah, to answer your question, I think the thing that stops most people is their lack of understanding and awareness of the way the mind works and that they actually have a choice. 
Mm-hmm. I love this. I love this. So, so now it's like, okay, there's this fear that's coming up or there's this doubt and we're using this to propel us. Can you talk more to like daily habits or things to plug into? Cause like we said, it's so easy to be like, okay, yes, perfect. Let's choose the next level version of ourselves. But how do you keep plugging in when it's tough to do so? Oh my gosh. Well, what a great question. First of all, you are a product of your environment. Um, So who you surround yourself with is very important. If you don't have a mentor, get one. Like number one rule. Um, If you look at every single person who's successful, they have a mentor coach. It doesn't matter what industry, actors, uh, athletes, they, you know, they're always being mentored because mentorship saves them time, money, resources, and actually allows them to see themselves because they're the mentor is outside of their own paradigm or their own. Yes what they can see. And in different industries, I would say too, like if you have an athlete, it's like, yes, you have your fitness person, you have your food person, you have your mental health person, like you have all of these different facets. Yeah. They're your team. Like literally they're, they're your team. So I would say definitely have a mentor or coach. Um, Number two is pay attention to your friends uh, or business colleagues. And are they speaking about what's possible and what's, you know, like abundance and prosperity. Are they speaking possibility or are they speaking lack and limitation? And it's easier to see this in other people around you. And if they are in lack, I would bet so are you most of the time. And your results, your current results are a reflection to uh, your current thinking. So and your past thinking. So that's going to tell you a lot. And it's not like I'm not telling you to break up with your friends or, you know, quit your job. Instead, what I recommend is surrounding yourself with a group of people that are getting the results you want, like level up so that you constantly are having conversations that pull you in that direction. And that's how we met. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally, totally. And the third thing I would say is read or study every day. Some people don't like the word study, but, and just put earplugs in, listen to a great podcast like this one, uh, get like, find a book. And I would recommend that you actually keep reading the same book over and over for a a period of years, like get one that you trust that is uh, like source material. For example, I read power of awareness over and over, think and grow rich over and over, over and over. Like I've been reading them for six years. Um, because there's truth locked into these books that uh, you want to uncover and apply. And so a lot of us read a book and put it down. Yeah. Move on to the next. But we never really apply the information in it. The repetition is your key to learning. Yeah. And, and that's huge what you just said there. And I see a lot of people who struggle with depth versus more. Like more strategies, more things. I feel like I'm missing that one thing to level me up versus depth. So before we went into the mastermind that we were in together and it was like a six week intensive, you were in a 12 month mastermind. I was doing mentorship as well in, in different capacities. And then we met in this container. Can you talk a little bit to the power of depth and going deeper? Yeah. So, um, I believe like we all know this actually the way I start a lot of my talks is like Carlisle has a quote that I love and he says we often need reminding as much as we need educating 
And because of the way our education system has been set up and like just society, like it's like one thing onto the next shiny, you know, object syndrome. And I think it's just like a paradigm of society, like what's next, what's next, we get bored, social media, all the things. But the, the thing is, is like, we think we know something because we can repeat it, we can listen and repeat a quote. But he, the truth is, is unless like you, my mentor, Rob Proctor would always say, like, I know exactly where your awareness is based on your results. Your results always tell me the truth. And he's right. Because, and this is a quote also, um, we think in secret, but it comes to pass. Environment is but our looking glasses from James Allen as a man thinketh. And you'll notice I quote like really old text here. So what James Allen says is like a lot of people say, you know, we, who knows what I think? Like, well, no, I can see in your environment. I'll look in your bank account. I'll look at your business. I'll look at, and it's not the only measurement of awareness. It's one of them. And if you have been thinking lack and limitation in the past, it's going to reflect in the bank account. So what you have right now in your physical environment is actually old news. It's based on old thinking. So you want to change tomorrow. You change the mindset today and that would reflect the change. So, um, yeah, (laughs) no, this is great. So, okay. So if you have a client that comes to you and you see that they've dipped in income, what do you, what do you start to look at? What does that tell you from their mindset? Yeah. Okay. So great question. There's a couple reasons why a dip in income can happen. For one, it depends. I have to look at the pattern. So I'm not going to, uh, I look at like what now, but then what was happening in the past? So was their income going up and down, up and down, up and down, which often happens for entrepreneurs. And if that is the case, that is a self-image problem. So what happens is they're calibrating to the next level version for a moment, like they're they're becoming that version of themselves, but then the fear, down worry takes them out. And so they're going up and down, up and down, up and down. And what has to happen is they've got to change the thermostat in their mind. They're setting in their mind for their income. And we've got a setting for all the things in our life, but like specifically for the income. And once you change the setting, go to the root cause in the mind, then their income will go up. And so it's kind of like karate kid, right? So you remember like you get the result and then it's like wax on, wax off, wax on, wax on. You got to practice reprogramming the mind. It's just not once a one-off thing. It's like over, 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 over again, wax on, wax off this new identity. And so that's when a results are up and down like that, it's an identity thing. They have not calibrated permanently to this next version of themselves. This, the other reason is if their, their income's low and they went up and now it's just a dip, like, so and here's the thing. It's not like whoosh, like it doesn't go up straight line. Like we know that as entrepreneurs, it kind of is like this, you know? So it's like little ups, little bit. Well, this is in response to law of rhythm, right? Like there are cycles in our business and what goes down goes up. And like, so if they're just little waves, but the, it's an upward motion, that's what we're looking for. What I've seen and I've experienced this for myself is I'll go up like little motions like that. And then I'll have a dip. Well, that dip right there is most likely I'm in a season where it's time for me to go inside and uh, time for me to create a new identity, a next level version of myself, because I've now 
waxed on and waxed off. This has become my new habitual way. And yes, it's my next level self, but it's my, now it's my stuck place. Mm -hmm. So often that piece for an entrepreneur, especially if they've achieved success, it's like time to level up. And you want to know, Mary, I think you will agree with me with the people we work with. This is the scariest moment because achieved success. What happens if we F it up now? Like what happens if we like, can I, if I make these changes in my business or whatever, like what What are people going to think like all of it? Yeah, that's, I find that that's harder. That place is harder than the starting point. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Similar to what I was saying earlier, even with like investing or anything, it's like, it's almost harder once you have more responsibilities and things that you're holding on to versus, well, I've got nothing to lose. I've got this in my savings. If it works, if it doesn't, like there's a completely different energy there. So for, for most of our clients, like they've had some level of success, they're making money in their business. So it's probably likely to be that second level dip that you mentioned. So for that, can you share a bit of like the identity work? And we, we talked about this even over dinner and Danielle gave such a cool example. She's like, you know, when people People win lottery tickets, they'll win a ticket and then often they'll just lose all the money because they haven't calibrated to this identity. Can you share a little bit of what that, like the behind the scenes of that and then what we can start doing to calibrate? Yeah, that's so good. I love this story. So it's, it's real. Like if you um, research people who have won the lottery, you'll see that they have five years in when people, you know, researchers check in, they've they're either back the same spot or worse off than they were before. So this is just like the up and down, right? So we, the person obviously was in alignment with the lottery because they won it, they attracted it. And this often happens, you know, when we get your like first client or you get these clients and, and the notice what can happen is like, oh my gosh, is this too good to be true? Like, can I keep this going? Like we start to immediately doubt if it will last. And if a person isn't, it doesn't understand the mind that like you attracted this because this is who you are, then most likely the programming will take them back. And when a person's won the lottery, you cannot like they haven't done the mindset work to calibrate to the person with like the million dollar version of themselves. So they lose it. Like the money can't stay around. It's just not a match for them on a habitual level. So what it is we need to do is create the identity. And this is where I wrote her. I became her comes from. So the question then becomes, what is your next level? Like what, what do you desire? So create the picture, the what is your responsibility? So what is it? That's the first step. And like, and usually for people, it comes up in such a form, like I want the new house, the car. So it's usually things or what you want to do, perhaps like how you want to impact people, but it's really much in the, it's very much in the physical world to start usually. And then, and I, and that's great because we're physical beings, right? So continue to like, I want the handbag. I want to donate here. I like all of it, your desire. So getting really clear on the what, and then from there, start to think, okay, if I had these things and if I was doing these things, who would I, like, how would I be thinking? Who would I be? How would I dress? Like, how would I speak? How is it different from 
where I am right now. And what normally happens is a person will think in their right now reality with their right now results and will look up to the goal achieved. So I'm going to make it easy. I'm just going to say, okay, my million dollar version of me. Okay. So I'm going to, okay. When I win the lottery or when I earn a million in my business, this is the life. And I can see it up here on the pedestal. And I'm looking from where I am right now to where I want to go. And the truth is my right now vibration. So thoughts, feelings, actions all together. My right now version of me will never be able to figure out how I get up there because my thinking right now is where I am right now. And that's why we probably asked all the how questions. Well, how is that possible? What does that look like? Totally. But you're never going to, because you're not on the vibration of the goal achieves you, the the answer isn't going to come to you. So what you've got to do is you've got to take yourself in your mind's eye, using your imagination to the place of the million dollar version of you. Now, this sounds kind of funny, but there is a place and you can do it. We have a powerful mind, a very powerful imagination, and you can create a picture in your mind of what that life looks like when, and you create the picture in positive present tense words, like I encourage you to write it out and say, I am doing this. I look like this. I speak like this. I have this dot, 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 present tense, positive words, and then go there in your mind, go there in your mind, and then change your perception. So you view the world from that place. And this is the shift. So I'm no longer looking at my goal or to my goal. I now look from the goal. And this perception is everything. It gives you so much insight, almost like hindsight, because you're there and there's wisdom there because this version already exists. It's just in a different realm, like a different timeline. And you just calibrate to her or him yeah. or her and you see the world from that place so let's give an example mary so if you like if i have a million dollars in my business and i get a phone bill let's say my phone bill is 500 bucks and if i'm earning 5000 a month a 500 dollar phone bill might feel like a lot when you agree so i open the email yeah and i go oh my gosh like rogers thanks 500 dollars oh my goodness and i'm like you know, freaking out, I react. But what if I take myself to the million dollar version of myself? Would what would $500 phone bill feel like? What would I think about a $500 phone bill? Would I see it as no big deal? Yeah, I'd probably go, oh my gosh, well, it's 500 because I was like making so much, you know, on the phone all the time, internationally speaking on interviews, making these deals. Yeah. So right there, my perception changes my reaction, my response to the situation. And that's the work that you want your clients to do that are going to that next level. It's that kind of thinking work, breaking it down. Yeah. And I can see how that could totally move you so quickly from feeling frustrated with this phone bill to then being so grateful 
of what it's then doing for your life. But what if you're in a place where that feels, you look at that phone bill and instead of 5,000 a month, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm making $500 a month or whatever would be comparable. But it's like, it's hard to tap into that place. Yeah. So I agree. Like I, listen, Mary, I was over $100,000 in debt when I came to this material and on credit card debt too. So like not, you know, mortgage debt or anything like actual credit card debt. And I remember what it feels like. And I was earning about 2,500 a month. And the investment, my first investment was over 5,000, like earning 20 in, in that much debt. And I, it felt like a lot. And I felt I was moving things from credit card to credit card. I had no idea like how we were ever going to end this cycle. So I remember this feeling, but, and here's the thing. Anytime we say, I can't think about it from that place, can't equals won't. So you have the willpower to change your thinking. You do choose your thoughts. You were given that will, you were given that free will. So as difficult as it feels, it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. So the first step is taking the responsibility for your thoughts. And I do that through writing. Writing causes thinking and I journal. And if I didn't think it was impossible, how could I change my perception? Like what could, what could shift for me to see this phone bill in a different way? If I didn't think it was impossible, if I didn't, if I didn't get stopped that this is hard, what is it that I could think? And just by changing those words, like I can feel it in my body, the energy shift there. Mm -hmm. Often we argue for what we can't do. Often we argue for the way things currently are. But if we let go of defending that, we open a whole new possibility for ourselves. So good. So good. Yeah. So as you started to do this work, I'd love to hear any like stories and like things that shifted in your life as you started to shift this identity, you know, going from that credit card debt to where you are today. I feel like this could be a cool way to wrap up and, and it, this amazing segment so far. Yeah, well, the first thing is, um, and I've got shivers as I'm going to share, wherever you are right now, it's so important to understand that that's no indication as to where what's possible for you, where you could go. And for me, when I was in credit card debt, I was blaming everyone outside of, like I was blaming circumstances. I was blaming the current economy. This is back in 2015. I was blaming my family because they didn't believe in me. I, I, I decided to join network marketing and no one would buy the products or join the team. And I blamed them. And the first thing that needed to happen for me was to take responsibility. And the truth is my bank account was a reflection of my thinking. And I had to take responsibility for that. And that felt like a, a freaking punch in the stomach. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because I, if I could be a victim, I can have my reasons and my complaints, and they were good reasons. Or I could have the life I wanted. And so I said to myself, and I remember having a breakdown on the kitchen floor. And I said, if it's up to me, like if it's going to be, it's going to need to be up to me. I've got to change this. And, and I declared to myself that I would do whatever it takes, like show me the way. 
and I prayed and I asked, and that's when I, I, my mother introduced me to Bob Proctor's work. And he said something, he said, your way is not working. Try mine. And I just was like, tell me, like, tell me, I think I'm, I believe I'm coachable. I had read all the books, but here's the thing. I had the knowledge, but I wasn't actually applying it to my life. I didn't understand what that meant. And so I became completely coachable. I gave up defending my ways. And I did exactly what he said. And it's simple. And just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy to do every day. It's so simple. It's almost like the mind tells you like, what are you kidding? Five minutes of visualization is going to change your life. Like, but writing before a call is going to change my business. Setting an intention? Yeah, I am saying that. And here's the truth. Success leaves clues. You interview an Olympic athlete, a movie star, someone that just won an Oscar last night, I can tell you for sure they saw themselves winning the Oscar before they won the Oscar. Hands down. That's it. Done. Done. Proven. Science. They've seen it in their mind before. Wow. Most of us are using their imag- our imagination against ourselves, imagining why it won't work. We have this amazing imagination. We've got to use it for ourselves. And that's the, that's the only difference, Mary. That's the only difference. I love that. And I can see the two different identities based on what you just said, like the one who takes responsibility versus the one that doesn't. Like if you're in a program and to you, it's really crappy. One of two things tends to happen. Either one requests for the refund, tries to complain, is really pissed off, doesn't take responsibility. And the other is like, how can I learn from this? Like, what, what is this showing me? And oh that's huge. There's no mistakes. Yes. There's no mistakes. Everything is attraction and everything is for us. If you learn from it, even the worst scenario. Huge, huge. And I've shared this on this podcast too, but to give an example of like this identity difference, when I made my first investment, it was 6K, kind of similar to you. I had nothing in my account practically at that time left. And the person I was when I made that investment was like, this has to work. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to keep showing up until it does. Like there was this, it better work. And then there was also lack of responsibility. And and we talked about this, I think, actually at dinner. It was like, you put all your faith into this investment and then come the next investment. I was like, this could work or it could not. I don't know. But I'm going to like, it wasn't like I was not doing my part. Like I was, but there's a different energy to this. And I see this a lot with our clients. I'm sure you see this with clients too, that take ownership, like step into it fully. And then the ones that are like, okay, I'm doing all the things. And I'm trusting and I'm here, but still nothing. So I love that. I love that there's such a difference with those two identities. Yeah. And I think, um, listen, every strategy works. Every modality of healing works. Every coaching works. If it works for one, it works for all. But here's the truth. Do you believe in it? Because if you don't believe in the strategy itself, it won't work. And most importantly, do you believe in yourself? Because that's the the base of everything. So I think that there's a flip that happened even like for you, if you you look at how you explained it, like the first one, like it it better work. And see, you're still putting putting the, the, 
and we do this all the time, you're still putting all your emphasis on an outside circumstance. Anytime that our focus is on something outside of us, we're the victim to that. So, right. So instead, if we take our power back and what is the true, the true uh, cause of any result in our life is inside us. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the container. It's yeah. not the strategy. It's not the economy. So I, I think that like, and I heard that, like when you were sharing your story, yeah. it's like you then put your power in you like, wait a minute. Yes. Like, might work. It might not, but ultimately I've got me. Yeah. Which is so good. And the other thing that you mentioned that was great is like, you basically drop the ego also, like you come in and something I say often is like, if you come into a space with knowledge, you get no knowledge. If you come in with no knowledge, you get all the knowledge. So it's like, walk into these rooms, walk into spaces with like an empty, empty head, open cup, like ready to receive everything. Like you're a beginner, even if you're making billions of dollars, like it does not matter. And, and things start to really shift. So yeah, so, so good. Totally. Yeah. I love, I love that. Oh my gosh. I feel like, you know what, Mary, I just love talking to you because I think that we could like go on and on for hours. We totally could, but let's, let's wrap up here. Any final words you want to say and and where can people find you? Yeah. Finally, my, you know, we always get what we expect. So expect the, the best expect abundance for yourself. Your natural state is that. And so expect it. How people can find me, uh, the easiest and best is probably Instagram. So at the Danielle Amos, and we have a Facebook group, a community that's free that you're welcome to join. And I look forward to riffing more about identity and next level stuff with you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you.